this festival was a lot easier when I didn't need to meet up with people and get them around and get them where they were going. It, it used to be really simple. And then there was this whole social component. That's your fault. <laughs> right? It's my own fault for like opening my mouth and saying, welcome guys, come join my, my little community and my, my reindeer games and I will show you where you will go. Kind of, yes. Pretty now much. Some of us can get ourselves places with directions. We did, yes. thank you. Um, hey, welcome to wherever you are. It's Ryan McNeil in Toronto, Canada. This is uh, dispatch number two of Wicked Little Town, my audio postcards from the Toronto International Film Festival. The 41st Toronto International Film Festival going on from now until the end of next week in my hometown of Toronto, Canada. Um, I am in the west side of the city this time. This is kind of, this is the, very much the outlier of the festival. Uh, we're up at uh, the Annex near the University of Toronto where the now called Ted Rogers Hot Docs Theater is. It was once upon a time called The Bloor. Most of us still call it The Bloor. Um, and I'm with uh, Jess Rogers. How are you? I'm good. I'm it, about to see my last movie at the festival. Which is, you, you do a kind of, a short, you do it sh- like short, sweet, and like really intense. What yes. did you do, six this year? Um, if you count Star Trek, seven. I don't, <laughs> so six. <laughs> and we did blow off one. I had tickets for seven. Okay. Um, which, uh, actually, that, that's kind of a... That's kind of a rite of passage. I was I was happy to see you guys uh, <laughs> messaging me that you were burnt out or you just wanted to uh, couldn't do the fourth one in one day in one day. But you've, done, you've, done, you've done four in a day before. No, I normally am maxed out at three. Really? Yeah, I never oh, added okay. that early morning one or the late night one. We I had a conversation with somebody today about like the most they could do. I know there are people who do fifty for the fest, so that's five per day. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I, I know there are people who do six per, not every day, but can do six in a day. That's hard. You I know. have to throw the midnight screenings on yeah, and the yeah. dawn. Well, not only that, but by the time midnight rolls around, you're you got to be burnt. Just the waiting, and you have to do it without with minimal lines. Yeah, you can't yeah, wait oh yeah, in you're, every yeah, line. yeah, you're you are gonna boogie like you're gonna you sit wherever you can get in that theater. Yep, yep. Um, I myself, I tap out at four per day. That's that's that like that is now this year I don't have four per, right. but that that would be my heaviest day. After that, I'm I'm starting to go really really blurry eyed. Yeah. Um, and this is your third go. It is. At it. You are actually the only person who's ever done three of these festival postcards with me. Nice. Yeah. Um, and on top of the fact that you've done three podcasts with me this year. This is the third, yes. Yeah, you're kind of all over my feet. It's kind of funny. Uh, um, is it still fun for you? Like, I, like I, the, the, some of the novelty it must have worn off by now. No, really? actually, no. Okay. It's still, it's still exciting. I've never been one of the people who chase the big movies, and I don't look for the movie stars at all. I'm if they're ex- there, they're there. Right. I'm excited if they do an interesting Q and A, but even the Q and As are wearing thin. Okay. Although I regret skipping one yesterday now. Which one? Um, it's one after a Mexican film called Tamara and the Ladybug. Okay. And before the film came out, the um, director uh, introduced her cat, two of members of her cast, and one of them was the main actress who plays a, a woman either on the spectrum or um, mentally retarded in some way whose brother abandons her okay. right at the outset of the film. And then she basically kind of kidnaps an infant. Oh. She basically comes upon an infant all by herself at a bodega and 
looks around for the parents, not hard, but looks, doesn't see him and takes her home. Oh, man. And that's just sort of how it goes. So I wanted to talk. I wanted to hear that actress speak about it. But okay. We didn't have time. We had yeah, to run to the next screening. That that's what happens when yeah. you stack your day too heavily, right? Like you don't leave time for something like that, or you know, if you meet somebody nice in line, you want to go grab a drink or something like that. Did run into someone we met last year though, and got to stand right in the front of the line really? for our last screening. Yes. Oh, look at that! And, and, like you remember them and everything. Yes. Oh, we follow each other on Twitter. Holy crap! Uh. Wait, not Joe. Joe Reed? Not Joe. Oh. Um, James Wilkinson. Okay, cool. Well, hey, James, if you're listening. <laughs> um, it was uh, it was kind of funny. Oh, cheers. Welcome and goodbye. Thank you. Um, before I left to, uh, to come out for our Sunday night uh, movie tonight, we're about to go see Buster's Mal Hart um, with Mr. Robot himself, Rami Malek. Uh, we have no idea how good or how bad that is, so stay tuned for our thoughts on that. Um, but before I left to come out for our movie tonight, I actually went back and listened to our first dispatch from 2000. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's good. From 2012, where we talked about Silver Linings Playbook. And it was amusing to hear because you were so enchanted with line culture. I do like line culture. It's, which is kind of funny because I, I said it then and I'll say it again. It's, it's the, a lot of people actually see it as kind of the biggest drag of the festival. That you've got to commit so much time to just kind of hanging around. Yeah. Right? Hanging around to get in, hanging around waiting for the movie to start, mm-hmm. sometimes hanging around to get out because it's, it's yeah. tough getting out of the festival. Um, but that, so the novelty of that is still, still a well, joy for you? I had a guest with me this time, so okay. I had someone to talk to, so... And surprisingly, we were surrounded by those non-line people of people stuck their head in their book or in their phone and not talking to anyone, so singles around us. Okay. Except for this, uh, the line with James, there was another couple behind him, and the five of us sort of just chatted at the front of the line. Okay. Also, we were delayed almost... 30 minutes getting in. Oh, wow. So by then, we waited in line for maybe an hour and 10. Yeah, okay. okay. James was at the beginning and let us join him, so he clearly waited an hour and 40 oh, shit. to be there. Yeah, that, that, that was me the other day when I was waiting for one of the Cinematech showings of, uh, of the Agnes Varda film. I was I was the first person in line. Yeah. I, I'm the keener. Like, I, I'm the person who is habitually early for everything yeah and, and that was one of those um overall has it been a good year for you very really like no duds oh wow at all okay and which again when you're seeing a short schedule yeah um, and i it's we saw two foreign films one swedish one mexican um a movie that's actually going to be released on netflix next week okay um sci-fi time looping movie that was terrific is that the one with arrow yes okay no flash Fla- oh flash is in it okay yeah um ronnie gotcha um, the other Amel, right? Okay, now I got it. Okay, <laughs> I had to look it up when I got home. All right, it's Ronnie, and then um, uh, Trish from Jessica Jones. Oh, okay. I wow. know I had to look her up too, okay, but so, I got home and it was like, I know this person. I know these people. So since you brought that up, that's kind of an interesting thing that the festival has started doing. Is Netflix over the last three or four years has really thrown their hat into original content, yeah. not just with television series like. Orange is the New Black and the Marvel shows and all that jazz, but also with acquiring film. So last year, as for instance, they acquired Beast of Donation. Right. And, um, you know, you nudged me earlier on this year towards Grandma. with right. uh, That was another one of theirs with Lily Tomlin. Is it... 
worth like did you find it worthwhile to drop your money and your your slot on something that you could watch on your couch in like two weeks yes for what reason this well the weirdest part was so the director came out and spoke about 10 minutes before the film for about 10 minutes before the film um thanking people etc and then talking about how he was so excited to have it show here because, and the movie I'm talking about is ARQ, but it's pronounced ARC. Right. But if you're looking for it, you need the ARQ yeah. part. Yeah. Um, and he was saying that he'd really designed the movie to be shown on a small screen because it was not meant for, to, it wasn't it wasn't made and then sold to Netflix. Right. It was made for Netflix. Okay. Um, so it was never designed to be shown on a cinema, cinema screen. screen. Right. Um, and at first I was thinking that's a really way to shoot yourself in the foot guy like now we're only going to be seeing the fact that this doesn't have a big impact mm. it has a huge impact oh, wow. like it's very very contained there's one set that you see repeated mm-hmm. in an element of Edge of Tomorrow the Tom Cruise one okay. where he's dying yeah, yeah. and repeating I love that movie so I now you're really movie. now I'm definitely going to chase this down okay. it's a similar concept but the one thing this movie I don't want to tell you that I don't want to tell you okay. this twist it's worth it but it, it was, does something different okay and it was and it was like I, definitely cool to see it in the theater because you're not gonna no I, I liked it I thought it was great on, it was on the IMAX screen not oh, an IMAX okay. but it was on a huge screen yeah yeah and I'll be there in a few. I'll be there in a few months to watch the new Star Wars. Yeah, movie. exactly. It was just on a huge screen, and okay. it was totally worth it. So we saw that one. So talking about having seen two foreign films, and then we saw United Kingdom with you yesterday morning, and the act, the director was British for the Q and A. When this director came out, whose name I forget, I apologize for Ark and started speaking, it actually surprised me that he had an American accent. Oh, because it had been that kind of <laughs> It was festival. the first one. <laughs> yeah, I think, because like, kind of running in my head, running down your, your shortened schedule, like, you really, you really went off book this year. Which Mostly, is, yeah. It, which is, you know, like, I mean, well done. Like, I mean, you're, you're David definitely... o- United Kingdom may make some Oscar in, in Rhodes. But that's one out of and six then for you? the one we saw this morning, um, the Limehouse Gollum may make wide release. Oh, okay. Um, it was shown in the Winter Garden. It was a big theater. It was a big director. The producer did a crying game and has done 20 other films. I should have got you to look for my umbrella. I uh, left it at the Winter Garden. We almost sat in those seats, too. Yeah, and, 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 and as you recall, that wasn't my umbrella. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I had to buy a new umbrella. Um, it's. Um, but, yeah, we were kind of applauding ourselves for staying in interesting looking movies and we didn't care what language they were I mean that, that's kind of been um, without talking too much about my approach to how I went about my short schedule this year one of the things that I'm actually really thankful for is it's taking me a little bit outside of what I usually see yeah. like I was as I'm adding in my films to Letterbox, I'm seeing the rest of my tip list from the past and it, sure it's stuff like Silver Linings Playbook and 12 Years a Slave and mm-hmm. You know the Mar- uh, uh, yeah the Martian from last yeah, year. I saw a Danish girl last year. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong. I still enjoy the hell out of getting a lot of those fall movies scratched off my right. my checklist early. But at the same time, it's cool to take a year and do it somewhat differently and see stuff that's still enjoyable but yeah. might not be might never get a wide release stateside. Yeah, and just and see it in just kind of like see it in, the, in that proper yeah. environment like I mean with for, people who are also eager to see that film yeah well sometimes part. see that, that part's a bit of a crapshoot because sometimes you can get 
morons around you who would talk a little bit too much. I remember last year, for instance, it's okay, this was the, one of the weirder experiences for me at TIFF was last year I watched a film called The Weight okay. with um, Juliette Binoche. Yep. And it's a it's a story about um, welcome to the matinee cast where we discuss last year's tip films, uh, but it's a movie about a woman who her son dies in an accident, but his girlfriend still goes to visit. They were supposed his girlfriend and her son were supposed to visit them over Easter weekend. Okay. The girlfriend shows up. She doesn't know that the son's dead yet, and the mother just can't bring herself to tell her. Whoa. So the whole time, they're just waiting for him to arrive. Oh, he's been delayed. He's been delayed. He's been delayed. It's like While, an inverse Godot. Sort of, yeah. While I was watching this movie, there was a girl sitting next to me who every 20 minutes or so had to check her phone. Oh, no. But wait, but here's the crazy thing. She was actually, she had her screen turned all the way down. She was holding it really close to her body. And the only reason why I saw it was because I just saw the very, very slight hint of a glow. Mm -hmm. She like, I could see, here is somebody who's really, really trying to be discreet. And because of that, like because she was putting in the effort, I just, I just, I didn't even think twice about it. Right. I could catch a few times that she checked, but I didn't think twice. Meanwhile, I've seen people be in a movie and talk at full volume. Oh yeah. Right. And, and yeah, you would think that at a film festival when you're paying twice as much, sometimes three times as much for a ticket that you get people on their better behavior not so much. We had that idiot last night, no, Friday night, asking during the Q&A of a Swedish film about a disabled young man if the director enjoyed working with Liam Neeson. Right. The crowd was angry at this person. The silence right was angry. Um... It's, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's kind of crazy sometimes. You can't, you really can't control who's around you um, and, and, and how it all shakes down. Uh, the other thing I heard in the original podcast was when you were talking about being with people who were, until then, only just avatars oh, yeah. and voices. Is that, <laughs> is that still a kick? Is that become a little bit, like, I mean, this, we're talking about here a summer where you've done it twice. Like, you know, you're... That's you're, true. I saw all of you a month ago. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to start getting mail here soon. <laughs> you know, we, we should probably get you to apply for a health card or something. Uh, <laughs> um, is Again, is that still especially novel, or is that kind it's of... It's not becoming, novel. It's just... It's, it's, a, it's a nice, nice perk to of see your friends, yeah. Yeah. Like, I can ask Courtney and Dion how their kids are, and I know who they are and what they've been doing. Like, that's really nice. Which is which is funny because in the last, not the last time you came, but the, the first time you came was, I think, the first time you and Courtney were in the same place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, lots of people. So meanwhile, now here you are and you're giving them blankets and asking about their kids and you guys are all getting together and making fun of me. And... Oh, yes. Hey, you made fun of me. Leave me that Well, I, you know, I, that, that, see, that's, that's the cool thing is, like, I, I, I said to you over breakfast on Sunday morning, it's more fun to judge you to your face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice you know, I, I could not have said that in 2012. No, that's true. You were still trying to be polite. I, 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 I still am, believe it or not. This is, this is me still considering it. I only consider it now for five seconds instead of ten. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the key difference. Um... Was there like was there one that you kind of wish you could have worked into the equation for this year that because you again that was the funny thing looking through the list nothing really popped when I first started looking really well not a ton of things and then now that I've been here there's a ton of things uh, that other people have mentioned and it's like wow I it, 
I didn't have time to go through the entire list. Right. I didn't know how to narrow it down, so I started just looking at the things I was able to see, like not the things that wouldn't be showing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. Would you ever consider in a future TIFF, um, I love that I'm planning out your whole future here, um, restricting yourself to one program, so like documentary or foreign or mm-hmm. discovery, which is all first-time filmmakers? I definitely could see doing that. Um, I don't necessarily come to see the big movies, although some of them, like the second-tier movies, still might not make it. Like something like The Limehouse Gollum right. is likely never to make it to my theater, even though it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a 1880s London serial killer drama mystery. Right. It's so good. Um, so it's nice to catch those, even though, yes, they will make it absolutely to first-tier markets. Right. They may not make it to mine. Um, the only reason why I ask is just because I found that I kind of unexpectedly enjoyed having that early set of boundaries put up of, does it qualify under this criteria? Yeah. No, I didn't even glance at it. True. You know, it, it took 300 films and kicked it down to 60 <laughs> really, really quick. Um, yeah. So it's, it's something I've, I've thought as the week has gone on. I might do again in the future. Like, I might just pick one venue or one program or Well, we only picked two effect. venues, it turned out. Yeah. How, how are the stairs treating you? Because that's, that's been oh, the thing that everybody has groused about all week. But it's kind of, like, united us in arms, sort of, as a people. Like, we were behind an older couple this morning at the Winter Garden going up the stairs and the escalators who had been griping about the stairs at the Scotiabank Theater. And it was like, oh my god, yeah, those they just need to fix those. Why is that, like, not a thing? And it was, like, line conversation, because three of our shows were at the Scotiabank. One of which was upstairs, they brought us downstairs to line up, took us back upstairs to line up, and waited. Oh, man. So people who have, may not have heard, if you're listening to this show, the Scotiabank Theater here in Toronto is our great big commercial multiplex with, um, as Jess mentioned, an IMAX screen and stadium seating and... 14 screens. 14 screens. And it is, I'd say, at least four stories, maybe five stories above street level. And ordinarily, to get there, you take this really long escalator ride up. This week, however, that escalator has broken Mm -hmm. and they just don't have the parts to fix it. So everybody has had to take these four stories worth of stairs, vertigo-inducing stairs, and it's been the great complaint of the 2016 it's, festival. Yeah. Well, the hat and the ticketing. Yeah, oh, that too. Um, well, there we go. Like, again, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm always happy when we get to the end of your weekend and you're, you're you. enjoying yourself and you're in a good space. Um, because I, I, I feel like I have some sort of responsibility in this. Like, I feel like I talked you into this. Yeah. In the first place, and I certainly talked you into returning. So if you have a bad time, I would take it as a personal affront that I somehow have screwed up. No, and we got an amazing Airbnb this time. Yeah, really. You guys, I, I wanted to crash with you guys. It was sweet. I probably should have. traded you parking for, like, a couch. Yeah, seriously. So. Well, there we go. Um, that's uh, you know, that's dinner with Jess Rogers and more about what we're having uh, happen here at TIFF. Uh, Jess is headed back to upstate New York, but I will continue uh, with the festival as it goes along for the rest of this week. So do check out um, thematinee.ca for more dispatches. You're, you're not really writing about this in any capacity, right? Probably not. I may ask Courtney if he wants any posts on Cinema Access, but okay. um, given the week I have at work, I doubt it. But uh, in about three weeks, Jess will have a new episode of Real Insight, with her co-host Rachel Thoreau, not the sidekick. Um, and what year are you guys doing next? Um, Slumdog Millionaire and the Dark Knight. Oh, 2008. Awesome. 
Um, <laughs> very little research for that show, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and I wager that off the top of that show, you'll probably be talking about some of these movies some more. Definitely. So uh, if you want to hear a little bit more of Jess's thoughts on these movies, um, there will be a link in the show notes for this episode um, to go to Real Insight and uh, listen up. Um, but for now, this is uh, Jess Rogers and Ryan McNeil. Uh, we'll see you at the matinee and at 10. If you've got no other choice.